Welcome back to another episode of Fawn 360. We're super excited this week. We've got Daryl Coleman on here. He's a realtor. He works, uh, been working with uh, veterans organizations. He's a veteran. Um, he does a ton of work in the community. He's an awesome dude. So here to share his knowledge and all his positive vibes uh, is Daryl Coleman. So I'm excited for the show today. Uh, we're also going to go to SHOT Show this week. So uh, at the end of the week, we'll have the recap of uh, Vegas, SHOT Show, the Strike Force after party, and all the great uh, interviews and uh, connections we made in Vegas or will be making in Vegas. So look out for that uh, coming this uh, Friday. But uh, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Before I do all that, let's get to our sponsors. So we've got Arizona Veteran Security. If you need a job, you're a little bit broke after the holidays, give them a call at 623-512-0152. You can also visit their site at ArizonaVeteran.com. Uh, once again, they're hiring veterans uh, or family members, a security company, or if you own a business and you want it to be secured, protected by one of the best uh, security companies out here in Arizona, once again, give Arizona Veteran Security a call at 623-512-0152 or visit them at azveteran.com. And speaking of veteran-owned businesses, we've got Vets for Biz, Chris Flowers doing uh, the Lord's work out there. Uh, what an amazing guy. The dude's everywhere. Uh, visit Vets for Biz at vetsforbiz.us. Uh, check out what he's got going on. If you've got a veteran-owned business, uh, if you're a family member or spouse of a veteran, own a business, this guy will promote the shit out of your stuff. He is, like I said, everywhere, in person, uh, on social media. He's got a platform, a website that you could post all your businesses and what you've got going on out there, too. He's also in charge of all the rally points. So if you want people to come out to your site, uh, to your city uh, and get these businesses together so you guys can all talk and communicate He's in charge of doing all that stuff, so visit him at US, I mean, vetsforbiz.us. Um, you can also go to Fallen360's Facebook page or Instagram and uh, find all that information and when the rally points are taking place. And lastly, we've got Year Round Patriot. Year Round Patriot, I don't have a website because uh, I don't want to work that hard, but uh, we do have an Etsy store, so go to Etsy, find uh, Year Round Patriot, and of course, we're on Facebook. And you can find all of our partners and all of our uh, sponsors on the Fallen 360 Facebook page. So make sure you follow them there. Year-round Patriot, we do a lot of uh, artwork, a lot of woodwork mainly, uh, Americana style. So if you've got a, a man cave or a she shed, you want to decorate with some awesome um, veteran or American style artwork, woodwork, you, you name it. Uh, I also do some digital work as well on there. Uh, give us um, a call. Go visit the Facebook page and check out what's out there. Right now, I've got a new uh, design with uh, our um, Dark Knight um, little uh, section that I created for those people that like it a little bit darker. They want some uh, steampunk or some uh, old school uh, vampire killing kits and you know all kinds of weird shit like that. Uh, go check it out. Uh, it's hard to explain. It's easier if you just go look at the pictures and see what, what we're doing there for that that line or that product line. Um, lastly, i uh, got to give a shout out to our new affiliate, Strikeforce Energy, 0% sugar, 0% carbs. 
if you want 20% off, make sure you type in code AFL Mario 6581. Once again, if you want 20% off, type in code AFL Mario 6581. Just visit Fallen360 on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, you can see the link there to Strike Force Energy, uh, and you'll have the code as well. That way, you don't have to remember it. I know most of you are probably either driving or they're jogging or working out or doing something, and uh, you probably don't have a pen and paper on you. But uh, you can remember Fallen360. So anything I said today, just go visit Fallen360's Facebook page uh, or Instagram. All that stuff will be on there too. So without further ado, let's get uh, Daryl on the show. Fallen! All right, all right. Everybody take a knee, drink some water. I know you all want to get the fuck out of here, so let's get this show started. All right, welcome back, everybody. We're here today with Daryl Coleman, a government employee, a realtor. He can tell you the rest about himself, all around a cool guy. I know that because I've known him for a few years. I even did a Tough Mudder with him. If you ever want to know somebody, truly know somebody, yeah. do a Tough Mudder with him. That's grit. That's grit, 100%. So... And uh, he's, an, he's a great guy. Obviously, that's why he's here today. Uh, he's got a lot of cool stuff to talk about. Uh, we don't have guests on here unless they're, uh, uh, they got some cool shit. Uh, he also happens to be a veteran of uh, two of our two branches, uh, two Army branches. and Navy, man. And Navy. So that's uh, pretty cool, except for you went from Navy to Army. No, no uh, I went Army, two, Army three two. years, and then Navy six All years. Right. And then, uh, see, most people, I think, uh, smart people go to the Air Force <laughs> after the Army, right? So that's, that's that's, at least that's what I hear. But um, anyway, so I'll let you uh, get into it. So tell us a little bit more about yourself and why are you here today? All right. So, uh, yeah, my name is Daryl Coleman. I've been in real estate for a year and a half, almost two years, matter of fact. And then prior to that, I was working at at the uh, government employee. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to say it. But working as a government employee <laughs> since 2014. But I was Army previously, um, three years. I did Navy six. Enjoyed my time. Can't really say I enjoy the Navy 100%, but <laughs> hey, it is what it is, man. I love all the branches. Uh, you're military too, so you know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just different things in life led me to actually joining the military. After the military, I learned that I wanted to give back. I wanted I wanted to be here for, you know, the veterans. I wanted to be able to feel like I'm still a federal employee. Man, that's one of the best feelings ever. So, really, I went back to um, the federal government to still give back and, and do something towards retirement. Let me say it like that because yeah. you get that nice retirement right. check. That, yeah, that helps. Hey, that's what we all work for. <laughs> so, if you can get it in 20 years as opposed to 50, hey, that's what you want to do. Yeah. But, um... Well, I jumped into uh, real estate shortly after that, man, and I, I really love it. So I know we talked about this before, and that's kind of what led uh, you to be here as well, is to talk about, um, obviously yourself, but um, real estate, uh, because you're not, from what I've seen you know, or heard people talk, is you're not your, your average real estate guy. Obviously, mm -hmm. you have a military background, but you actually care about your customers. There's things that you're not going to do, even if it means that it's going to, you know, take money out of your pocket or mm -hmm. you're not, you're going to be missing out on some money. You'd rather do the right thing. 
That's it. That's <laughs> is, it. Is there a lot of uh, realtors out there like that? So from what I've seen, I don't want to say that there's not there's not any, but from what I've seen is like with me, my biggest thing is I want to I want to educate individuals on on how to really become a homeowner in a smart way. Um, so many people purchase a home not realizing that when that lender tells you, "Hey, you get approved for three hundred thousand." You probably don't want to spend three hundred thousand. Right, right. You know, individuals like like uh, being a veteran, we get approved for like four hundred seventy-five thousand a lot of times. So the first thing I did was got approved for four hundred seventy-five thousand. And my realtor per se, and this is what got me to thinking this way. My realtor is like, you probably want to just cut that in half, and then start looking from there, and then you can slowly increase because you may find the home that you want. And I guarantee you, this is the greatest woman. I've I've ever met in real estate that would sit there and tell you that. So when I finally told her, hey, I want to become a realtor, she didn't tell me, hey, you're not going to be able to make it. Hey, the, the test is too hard. You're not going to pass it. You're going to fail. She actually just told me, hey, it's you have the personality for it. You have the drive. You have the respect. You're just an honest kind of guy. So when I come into any kind of deal, the first thing I do is I get the background on the individual because I want to know what got you to this point to where now you want to make a change and you want to buy a house. Rather than some people to say it's American dream. Right. <laughs> I don't know, you know, where the American dream is or what it is, but I know buying a home is a big choice for somebody. And I want to make sure that you're ready and I want to make sure that I can help you prepare for it. So I give people, you know, information on how I fix my credit. I'm not a creditor. I'm not any of that stuff. I don't, I don't, you know, fix credits and I don't, I don't, I'm not a lender, but I do want to make sure that you're set up for life. Right. And then if you want to, you know, start a business that you're set up to be able to start a business and not only have a home and not be able to, you know, build your future. Because so many people set themselves up to be in that $300,000 home, not realizing that the reason why they, they said you're qualified for 300000 is because that's your max. So right. I just try to educate people on that. And I mean, obviously the 300000 if I get 3% of that, oh man, life is good for me. Right. But <laughs> if I can get you to understand that, that three hundred thousand is not good for you. Maybe a two hundred thousand, maybe a hundred and fifty thousand is exactly what you want. And then you can buy the car that you want now. You can go try out new jobs. You can go try out a business because you have that free money. Right. So that's that's what I try to do. I, I do lose out on money, but at the same time, my thing is I just want you to be treated right. Yeah, and I think it. in the long run that just builds relationships. Um, you know, and people that you know could potentially come back to you or oh, yeah. send other folks your way because you treated them right. Yeah, referrals is money, man. <clears throat> of course. So the um, what some of the other stuff that that you're doing? I know we talked about how tough it was to to pass that test. First of all, um, mm. what kind of um, um, let me see uh, what part of your background did you use for that? As far as like maybe some of your military training or anything to get through uh, that test or that process, if you will. Besides crying, man? Yeah. Hey, honestly, because <laughs> hey, I got to do that. But uh, the biggest thing for me was just repetitiveness. And that they teach you that in the military. Yeah. They teach you that in every branch. I don't care if it's Army, Navy, Marine, Coast Guard. I don't care what it is. They teach you that. So my thing was over and over and over, we'll get it stuck in my head. Yeah. So yeah, you go to the Almost classroom. Like Pretty much, because you're gonna you're gonna build something. But I just didn't want to run. I like being fat now. That's my thing. But um, one of the things is YouTube, man. You can get the internet highway has everything for you. So if you push yourself to educate yourself through the internet, through books, through mentors, 
through anything like that. You got to ask the questions, though. So, so many people make things difficult. Um, I tell my kids all day, every day, just make things simple. I had a I had an E5, a sergeant in the army, matter of fact. He used to tell me, hey, you know what? When something gets difficult, make it simple. I said, well, that's what I try to do. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, but it's, yeah, not, yeah. it's not working that way. But his, his thing was, when you don't understand it, make it simple by asking a question. Oh, yeah. And I said, well, what, what does that mean? Ask a question. This is 2019. All yeah, right. Figure it out. Going to Google and ask the question, <clears throat> how to become a realtor. How do I study for the real estate test? You got vocabulary words. I typed that in in 20, this is 2017 I did it, July. And I typed in how to become a realtor, it told me. I typed in the vocabulary words for uh, the real estate test. It literally told me one after the other, after the other, and it just kept going from there. And that is literally what got me through the test. Did I fail it? Man, let me tell you what. <laughs> I failed this thing three and a half you times. You not a first time go. No. It, it, it's a go or no go in the but military. I've heard that but it, it, everybody that I've talked to, uh, as far as uh, realtors, I don't think I've ever ran into one person that said they passed it on the first try. At least that I know. I don't I, know too many. I don't but think I've ran into anybody either, honestly. Yeah, I, I heard mean, it's one of the toughest um, oh, yeah. tests out there. It's long, too. It's right? going to make you want to pull your hair out. There's 200 questions, so you got to pass the school yeah. test. And I did the nine day crash course. I wouldn't advise that for anybody, um, but I just took the nine days off, and that thing is all I knew, literally for nine days. I didn't know anything else but but real estate. So I did that. I went to go take the test, and I failed for a long time. So for all these people that are thinking like, oh, it's going to be quick, it took me almost five months to get my my real estate license. Yeah. It doesn't take that long. There's people that pass it within the first three or four weeks. There's people that pass it within the first two or three months. It just took me a little bit longer, but I had that drive and I had a wife that was pushing me. Yeah. One, because we paid for it already and we needed our, <laughs> we needed our money That's back. Yeah. Yo, we needed our money back and I had, to, I had to figure out how to get it back. But I just kept pushing myself and pushing myself because it's something that I wanted that bad. Right. I literally enjoy seeing people happy. I enjoy teaching people, you know, how to progress in life. I want to I wanna show people that there are nice people in the world. And you don't have to do anything for them. You know, right, I don't, or you don't need, or yeah. you're also not looking for something from them. That's it. Right? A lot of people do stuff, but it's for kind of like quick, what is that called? Quick pro quo or whatever, yep. you know, you do this for you, you. But in the end, you're going to do this for me. Right? Yeah. Um, so that brings me uh, to a good point that you made earlier as well. You can't do stuff alone. Yeah. You know, you said uh, you had your wife behind you kind of pushing you, you know, whatever the reason was, whether it was, there was, you know, you had paid for it, so you got to right. do it now. <laughs> doesn't matter, right? There, she was there. And I'm sure that, and I know your wife, and uh, I'm sure there were other reasons too. Of course, she wants you to succeed because you succeeding means you, her succeeding and the family succeeding. That's it. But it's important to have somebody, right? And so I think that's kind of what you do that as well for other folks, right? That's it. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about some of that and some of the experiences you had with people helping you get through life or some yeah, of so your challenges? With mine and even yourself, man, you've been a big influence for me too. Is, is I wanted to do a podcast for a while now. I think we've been talking about yeah. this for like a year, maybe even longer. Yeah. And I just never took the step. But seeing you again not too long ago just gave me the encouragement again because you say yo we got to do it you keep saying it you yeah. keep saying it sometimes you just need that person to give you the push and for my wife i had been saying that i i love doing sales and real estate to me is not really a sales per se 
it's something that you already want. You already want to have a home, but I'm just giving you the, the information to push you to finding the right place that you want. But when I told my wife one day, you know, I want to become a realtor. I want to do this. I, I really enjoy looking at homes, especially homes that I, I probably wouldn't even go into myself. But now I get to see the aspect of every home from the bottom to the top, you know, 50,000 to a million. It doesn't matter what it is. But she knows the drive that I have and she knows my passion and what I want to do. So she didn't allow me to sit there and quit. Yeah. I said something about, hey, I want to be a realtor. And, and as a man, yeah, I just walked away from it. Well, as a woman, their job is to nurture and push us forward. So she took it and she harbored it and she started figuring out all this stuff and says, hey, you don't have the money, but I'll pay for it. I didn't feel embarrassed. Yeah. I didn't feel like, hey, you know, my wife is paying for this. I got to figure out how to pay her back. No, I just said, I got to continue on now. So we went through the courses. I went to the test, failed it. I failed the school test once, took it two days later, passed it. Boom. Now we're going. Now yeah. she's That's the building start. that little, yeah, you're building that little piece of trust again. Like, all right, now we're, we're going in you know, stronger now. Yeah. Now we're moving to the next step. Um, another thing was now you got to take the state and national test. So she's teaching me, just keep going. It doesn't matter if you fail. It doesn't matter if you pass. It doesn't matter. Just the end goal is you want to be a realtor. So just keep going until you become until a realtor until done. you get the license, right. man, really. And then I failed it three times. I did pass. I think it was the state part. Because it's a state and national, I, yeah. I passed the state part the third time, but then you still got to go back, and it still costs you seventy five bucks the, the whole thing. Yeah, to do the whole thing. So now I got to pay seventy five bucks again. So now I'm three hundred dollars down, man, for the fourth time. Man. And I just told myself, you know, I said a little prayer, and I'm like, man, I gotta, I gotta get it this time because I'm tired. I had to dip into her pocket yeah. again to get this, but she didn't question me. Yeah, she just says, I know you're gonna do it. Boom. And then your job is just to get it done. Get it done, man. It's so in a way, it's kind of like an investment for some people, Absolutely. you know. And then if not necessary to get money back out of people, right? Mm -hmm. But because you invest in humanity, let's just mm -hmm. say, right? Because in in return, they're going to do great things for their community, great stuff for other people, and that that can only benefit all of us, right? That's it. So, for example, some of the stuff that you're doing, you talked about, you know, mentoring folks, you know, mm -hmm. or or even some young kids and stuff like that. Um, you're not, they're not, you're not getting paid. You know, you're not oh, yeah, doing it anything. because you're not doing it because you want them to come back and and do your yard work yeah. <laughs> for you, right? Yeah. But in return, if you take someone's life around and and change it around and they become a productive human, you know, mm -hmm. uh, who knows how that's going to pay off uh, later on, right? But you know for sure it's going to help the community, right? Absolutely. Um, and in the same way, like your your wife obviously helping you out, and you you, you would do the same for her. Oh, absolutely. Right? All day. Once once you get it, uh, you start. Uh, this ball rolling even faster because I know it's coming. You know, you've been talking about this for a while, and I know you're working full time still, which makes it hard. Oh, it's but kicking my butt. <laughs> I've heard you, but I've heard you say, yeah, I think it's time. I think it's time. So I think you're, whatever that next step is, I can see that you're you're about to take that next step. Oh yeah. So whatever that is, and I don't know if you know if you want to talk about it, but um, if you were going to jump right now, if you were on the verge of, you know, you you've got to fly, man. You gotta leave the nest. What would that be? What would that step be? <laughs> go back. Go back to crying again. Go back uh, to crying. Yeah, that's how you start. Go, every step, right? <laughs> that's how you gotta start. And then it. jump. If you don't cry, you're not. You're not jumping. So what that's jump look like? So for me, and and this is something that I 
going back to the the mentorship like I'm 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 teaching other individuals if they want to do something in life you got to be around the people that that are going to be doing it you know what I mean so if you want to say let's say you want to be a realtor don't come to me when I'm in six months in as a realtor saying, hey, Daryl, can you teach me how to be a realtor? I don't know how to be a realtor. I'm only six months in. I'm the wrong person, unfortunately. Yeah. So you have to go to somebody else. So I didn't have that somebody else. So what I did was went to YouTube. And I tell you what, there's a lot of information on there on how to advertise. There's a lot of information on how to gain more followers if that's what you want on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Snapchat, whatever. There's a lot of information on there and it's all free. So it doesn't cost me anything to get to these, you know, certain landmarks to be able to build my business. So when I talk to the individuals now, because now I'm a, a year and a half, almost two years in the first year, just being honest and being frank, bro, I made one thousand four hundred dollars, man. Like I started in July. So let's say six months because it wasn't really a, a year, but the first six months in, in the in the game, yeah. July to December, one thousand four hundred, man. Man, I botched up that dang sale so bad because I missed the inspection. I missed, and people don't talk about this stuff, yeah. man. I will because I, I did it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? People talk about, oh, it's so positive and you get so much money. No, your brokerage has to get paid. You got to pay transaction fees. You got to pay taxes on it. Come yeah. on now. People don't even know about this. You pay taxes. So that's what I educate people on is, you know what? There's, there's things that you're going to make mistakes on. There's money that's going to come out that you're not going to be prepared for. But while you're doing that, I'm looking at different ways of investing now. I was just uh, talking to my cousin just the other day. He's flipping home. So this is where when I'm done crying, this is that now I'm going to take that next step. This is that jump. So my cousin, is he's an investor already. This guy is already flipping homes. He has about 20 homes here. He has 20 or well, 15, 20 homes in Colorado or so. He just bought one in California, just bought one in Atlanta. Like, he's doing amazing. This is what I'm saying. He's not six months in. Yeah. This guy has been doing it about 10 years. So I sat down with him already before, and this is in the beginning of my real estate deal. You know, I'm two months in, three months in, and he's telling me how the game goes, how you make money, how you go to the next step. And then I'm a year and a half later, and I still haven't took the next step. Right. So the thing was, and this is someone you hadn't seen for a while, right? In a while, man. You just ran into him. Yeah. And so now you got. But it's the it's the whole thing of make things simple. Yeah. Ask a question. If you don't know what somebody does, ask a question. It may be that person that's going to get you to the next step. All of these people that I mentor, they see my page and then they ask the question because they're like, "Hey, I I got an interest in that." Yeah. Hey, Daryl, I got a question. Shamrock, I got a question. Mister Coleman, I got a question. Do you do real estate? How do you make things simple? Yeah. Ask a question. When yeah. you don't understand it in class, you raise your hand, ask a question. So now I sit here and mentor these people and they're all succeeding. They're all doing great. But if I didn't ask my cousin that question, I would have never found out he was flipping homes. And that's my next move. Yeah. Now that I got the real estate part down, man, I'm confident as heck. I'll tell you what. But flipping homes I'm not I'm not confident I'm back to let me shed some tears real quick yeah and then let me come in here and figure out what questions to ask because this is a guy to ask he's been doing it eight to ten years not he did it 14 years ago and it's not doing it now no, no he's doing it today yeah. man he's relevant bro so he literally came up to me and was like hey man you ready this is the time we're doing something next month 
Man. So, <laughs> so you're, you're not jumping. You're literally getting pushed. I'm getting pushed. Out of the nest. And Bro. You're going to have to fly. <laughs> it's going to fly. But at the same time, my wife is behind me again. Yeah. She's behind me again. So the confidence I had in the beginning with the real estate, I, I've got it again. Yeah. Like all day, my wife is saying, this is it. The government is great. But you see what the state of the government is now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not 100%. And then I want to be the honest guy. I want to be the, the, the truthful guy. I want to be able to help people. And when you're working in a nine-to-five job, how many people can you truly yeah, help? It's tough. Uh, yeah, you can help those around you, hopefully. But I work with like eight people, man. In your work area. But you're right. And you're not free to do... The, I don't even know how to explain it. The, you know, well, you're not free. Yeah. It's, I guess it's as simple as that. I have um, a passion to think outside that box. Right. And then the nine-to-five is my box. Like I said, I work with eight people. I can uplift them, but unfortunately, my drive, and they notice it. And I try not to be that guy, Yeah. but they notice my drive is not there. It's beyond, and it's beyond that because it's not, the drive is not that you don't, it's not that you don't have drive, right? Mm-hmm. You just don't have drive for that position. For that position. Right? That's it. Um, it's grown. And um, a lot of times, I think people get judged on that and say, oh, uh, this person thinks they're better than than us yep. so they think they're better than this job oh, yeah. or whatever the truth is that it's not that we're better than a certain job or a certain position we just want more That's right it. and there's nothing wrong with wanting more or even wanting something different right like you said i i often and i used to do this not anymore i used to get jealous of the people that made the right decisions and stayed with that job forever right mm-hmm. whether it was that government job or stayed in the military, you know, did their 20 years and they come out sergeant major, first sergeant, whatever it is, or 30 years, mm-hmm. you know, uh, or, or went into government job and now they got a cushy retirement, things like that. I was always kind of jealous of how people could do that because for some reason my mind never worked that way. I could never stay somewhere that but long. Longevity. Right? My last employer was one of the longer places. I was there for almost six years, you know. But the same thing. It's like you're stuck in what is that movie, Groundhog's Day? Yep. Just kind of over the same thing over. over and over and oh, over yeah. again. And you're like, if I get a raise, that might be the only thing that changes here, and that would be cool. And guess what? I'm taking the family out to TGI Fridays this Friday, right? <laughs> and that's a good day, and that's a good life. And you're like, that's awesome. But then you start remembering, you're like, shit. When I was a fucking kid. I used to want to be a football player or I wanted to be a baseball player. I, I mm. thought I was going to be an actor. I thought I was going to be a director. I thought all these great things when mm. I was a kid. I had no limit to what I wanted to be, right, when I was a kid. Oh, and yeah. somewhere along the lines, I learned that, oh, no, this is how you have to do it. You got to box you gotta, yourself You have a job. You got to do this. You got to put in the time and all that, right? Mm-hmm. And so I have these, like, conflicts in my head of, like, man, that sucks. Like, I, I should have done that. And at this point, I would have been at this one place for 20 years. You know, I could, I, I, I'm at that position in my life where I could say that, but in reality is that I really want to be there. Is that really what you want is the, is the whole thing. And, and with me, I didn't, I didn't live in the ghetto. Like folks think, you know, Oh oh my God, you know, you're you're from the hood and you have no aspiration. Like I I was back and forth. I had a, I had a good life, but I always thought I was going to run track, man. I ran track oh, yeah. from like five years old. They told me, hey, man, we're going to give you a, a, a Hershey's bar. And I love Hershey's. And it had almonds <laughs> in it, bro. It had almonds in there, man. So, you know, I wanted it 100%. Yeah. And my brothers would tell you, we were in Las Vegas and at the Y. And um, we're sitting out there. And they said, if you can win this race, I'll give you this Hershey's bar. And they don't know my bloodline, man. We run track. Yeah. So, I ran this thing, got that Hershey's. And then from there, I just, I love track. 
That was my whole life. Everything I did was track, track, track. So I always thought, I'm going to be a track star. Yeah. Until I got into high school and started losing. And then I felt like, all right, maybe I'll just be second, third fastest yeah. or something like that. But then I understood there was other parts of life that you can do because you got to have some kind of backup. My mom always told right. me, you got to have some kind of backup. You got to have a drive. What if this doesn't work? She says, but you're doing amazing at it. So keep going and going and going. But just in case. And I was like, all right, just in case, because that's what we learn right. all our life is. Oh, just in case, just have this nine to five. Right. But everybody that pushed themselves from beginning to the end and track and that's running the Olympics now, they weren't told, yo, you got to have this nine to five or this backup. They just said, this is it. This is all right, you got. Right, right. You're right. You sit there and you just push, push, push. But man, the military, I would have been, what, I joined in 2003. Man, 20 years from then, I would have been retiring. Yeah. And yeah, I would have had the rank and I would have had all this other stuff. But that's not where I wanted to be. I wanted to influence people. I wanted to do different things. I wanted to keep people positive. And you can do it in there, you know. Yeah. But. But not on your own terms. Not on your own terms, you know, man. They the control difference. too right. much. Right. And then where I'm at now is. And, and I cut hair on the side, man. That's so another now, one I want to get into, actually. So we'll get into that right yeah, now. Yeah, bro. I get so much time in my life to influence people. And I get more joy from that than anything I've ever done in my life. You know, yeah. running track, uh, mentoring people, um, just whatever. Just being able to share knowledge is the best thing to me. When we did the Tough Mudder and we started it, do you remember about the first two miles? Uh, do you remember what you were doing? Motivation. <laughs> Motivation. <laughs> seeing cadences. Yeah. You were seeing cadences. And I think it was right around the time when we hit that uh, ice, the, the ice bath. Oh, we had to go underneath the little, yeah. Underneath the the wall where it's frozen ice. And I think that was around the time where it was like, okay. This sucks. This this sucks. (laughs) (laughs) But that first mile or two miles, like you were just singing cadences, man. Motivation, bro. Motivation and everything. So that was cool. I mean, you had people around you. That's it. Like following, because we had, maybe we had what, like six people, I think, on our team. like that. Yeah. It wasn't huge, but then we had a ton. We ended up with more people. Well, for people some in our they, group. They stuck, <laughs> they stuck with us, you know. There was even, I don't know if you remember, and I know we're getting off topic, but this was funny. There was a couple. It was a boyfriend and girlfriend that ended up joining us around halfway through the, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And they stuck with us. And at the end, they kind of hung out with us, and we all went and took our oh, picture yeah, yeah. and all that. They um, They were just going out. Like, they were dating. Mm-hmm. And Crystal, because, you know, she's, she's kind of like you, too. She loves mm-hmm. talking to people and everything else. She talked to them and she got their info. I think she got them on Facebook. So she oh, could share sweet. pictures of them. About six months after that, she got a uh, an invite. They were getting married. They got married, that couple. I remember, <laughs> dude. Oh, my God. And so it was funny because I'm like, man, we, we barely knew them for, for a race. And all because we were just running and we were being loud and fun and whatever. It's social, man. You know, and social. Yeah. But that's, what tough, that's why I like Tough Mudder because it's social. I know it's tough. Um, it, I mean that, but that you shit. gotta you gotta uplift people, man. Yeah. And and the biggest thing, and for me going to that, man, off topic or not, nah, but dude, when we went on that wall, man, and I freaking pulled my back out. Yeah, cause you, like, yeah, I thought I was, I thought I was dead. But you ended up doing it, <laughs> and that was what halfway through, maybe. Or was it that was at the end. end. Oh, I was at the end. That was at the end, dude. We were almost done. So it was just. You're running up the wall, that little moon wall. Yeah. And then I went to grab that young lady. I think he might have been right next to me. And my back just snapped. Oh. Like I thought. 
And that I remember was it, you were bro. limping after that. Yeah, I couldn't hardly walk, and then Chris was just like, "No, let's but it was, go." But it was you know? definitely like you—you you probably did. You walked for maybe a mile. Oh, dude, I walked for a while. I know it was like it wasn't like right at the end. You still walked for a yeah, while with it because yeah. I think we had another obstacle. Yeah, I think so. Matter of fact, because yeah. I had a, I had a zip line. Yeah, dude, and I had we, a zip th- line down know, something we, too. We didn't know if it was your hip or leg or what because you I was just, dead. You were done. My body was dead. But you did, and it was we we pushed through it, but. That's the whole determination thing, too, man. I got all these disabilities. I got herniated discs, pinched nerves, asthma, bronchitis. Like, my knees are bad. My ankles are bad. My left shoulder's bad. But the motivation I push in the beginning, you guys carried it. Because you can see, yo, this is what we need to do. Yeah. And even though I fell off, like, halfway through, <laughs> motivation-wise, I still had to drive. And you guys are like, yo, we still got it. We're going we're gonna to get it. So we push through, and that's how I think people need to be, is stop having this, all right, you know, the one motivator is, is yeah. doing it, and then just leave it as that. Yeah. You know, Robin Williams, man, he was the greatest, freaking funniest dude ever, but so many people rely on just that one person yeah. instead of going and assisting them when they're down or assisting them every now and then, man, he to show them nothing. that, hey, yeah, I'm learning from you. Yeah, He didn't have nothing like that. That is actually a good point with um, he's a perfect example of that. Just made how many people do you think he made happy? Like hundreds Bro, of thousands, millions, millions. The majority of the world, man. Easily millions, right? Because of all his videos, movies, oh, yeah. shows, and the the reach, and not even that's not even talking about the all the the military folks that that you don't see the videos of because he oh, did yeah. USO tours, right? Yep. There's no videos of that, but how many of those thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of troops that he yeah, he just did that out of the kindness of his heart man because that's the kind of dude he was and yeah he was like suffering inside right mm-hmm. i also heard i saw the documentary on him too that he could have had um and I, I don't know exactly what but he had um god i have to look it up but there was something else going on with him mm-hmm. and he was on some type of medication that made oh, yeah. him um that threw him off a little bit uh bobcat goldberg you know who that is the comedian guy the yeah, one from yeah. um what was he uh uh the goddamn police academy yeah yeah i talk about from, yeah, crazy voice yeah apparently he was like best friends with robin williams mm-hmm. and he talks about how he was on medication uh oh, and there God. were certain things that that robin williams had that he hadn't told people about or others didn't mm-hmm. know and so he was kind of suffering in silence you know mm-hmm. uh, whether it was medication or, or or something else that was going on with him you know it just it sucks because if he had told somebody or if somebody else would have picked up on it more or whatever mm-hmm. could still be here you know well so. that goes back to again man i tell you and i tell my kids all the time just make things simple sometimes you got to speak up man i tell my story because a lot of people don't understand well before we did the tough mother i told you guys yeah. too yo i got a bad back i got a bad knee so when i said something was wrong at the yeah. end it wasn't like yo shut up no we knew you yeah. guys are like yo yeah. i already know because you got to make things simple you need to identify this because if there was something extreme wrong, you would have known already to get an ambulance. But yeah. we still push through. Unfortunately, the military in us, you know, yeah. makes us <laughs> makes up. We don't cry at that moment. We, we just keep pushing. Hurt ourselves a little bit more, and that's the tough part, yeah. right? Because it goes to physically and mentally. We don't ask for help. Yeah. Right? In the military, it's kind of like you got to do it. Um, it's weird because it is a buddy system. They teach you this whole mentality of of being a team. Mm-hmm. But then when it comes to certain things, we don't rely on the team, yep. especially mental illness or uh, PTSD, depression, any of that stuff. It's That's one of the harder things to talk about, right? Yep. So you don't rely on a team. You rely on a team for everything else except for when it comes to your own personal health. Yeah. yeah. So that's a tough one. 
Um, you mentioned earlier, so now let's get into you a little bit more personal stuff. Uh, haircuts. When yeah. I first met you two, um, well, that was then during the Tough Mudder, you had mentioned that you wanted to do um, maybe get a, a little shop or even like, like a mobile a, barbershop, a barber something like that. So why don't you tell me how you got started in that? Uh, so honestly, and I grew up in, in salons and barbershops, man. So it was funny. My mom actually cut hair, man. And she was a barber slash, you know, beautician slash cosmetologist slash anything in the world there, there was nothing in the world my mom couldn't do and i tell you that like with all honesty um but i was in a carrier man <laughs> from beginning yeah. to the end and as i grew up as a kid i used to answer the phone you know five six seven years old answer the phone for for the salon and i always told my mom i don't want to work here i don't want to yeah, i don't yeah, want to yeah. grow up to be you know working in a salon i don't want to cut hair but i was 11 10 or 11 years old and my middle brother asked me Hey, uh, can you can you line me up? And he had my mom's clippers, dude. And I was like, man, I'm about to tear this fool up. Like, yeah. I don't even know what I'm doing. And I ended up lining them up. But I'm a perfectionist. I draw too. So if that line isn't straight to me, I don't like it. You, yeah, yeah. Like you I, can see it. Yeah, I can see it right off the bat. So I did it. And because I messed that up, I wanted to try to fix it. So he yeah. said, all right, just don't worry about it. Now we'll do it again later. So I did it again the next time. Then the next time. And then I started getting people in the neighborhood because I said, I got to perfect it. This is my brother. I want to make right, him right. look good. So I kept going and going. And I didn't realize from that point that it was a passion. Like, I yeah. really love making, again, I love to make people feel good. A haircut can change somebody's man. life, man. They can make you feel like a million bucks. No kidding. Just like that. And so I started cutting my hair and it didn't look like it does now. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because yeah. I was bald a lot, man. But it was just that passion, man. I just kept going and going, and I never thought I'd be a barber. Now, my mom is gone, rest in peace, but I have her ashes on my on my station. Yeah. And I just say, you know what? She's the one who started it. It wasn't something that I, I dreamed about, but now I do it, and it's something that I can do. And I would do it for free. I do it for free a lot of times. Like, you know, there, there's homeless folks that we've met. I've cut four or five heads. And, and just to be able to talk to them and hear their backstory is enough for me in a payment yeah like yeah, I, yeah. I love what i do and i do it all the time which is kind of what happens in a lot of barbershops too oh yeah i mean i know there's the you know there's always the jokes about you know the male barbershops you know there's you know uh the dudes just be talking and there's always the old guy yeah. that's telling everybody what to do and about what he did back in his day and i mean even the movie mr mr og yeah there's always <laughs> that guy right and then you go into them and it kind of really does happen that way, but oh, yeah. it's not like the movies. It's 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 actually kind of cool. Yeah, like it's fun to hang out and listen to people talk about what whatever's going on in the news. Because we talk about past, news, we talk about sports, our family, sports, everything. Like it's it's a melting pot for any and everybody to step in there and and have some communication. We're not there to fight. We're not there to to really argue in a negative way <clears throat> right. you know we're there to have a great conversation and then have you leaving in a different way and if it's if right. we're talking about like finances i guarantee people are going to start chiming in and listening and you know you have those few people that have that knowledge yeah. now you just took out something out of a barbershop man you went in there to get a haircut but yet now you're walking out with some financial knowledge yeah. Yeah. um when i go into the barbershop i'm teaching the barbers how to cut hair 
I said, but I've just been cutting since I was 11. So I just, you know, show them a different technique. Yeah. We're always learning. I'm learning from them. You know, I learned at 11. I'm 34 now. The technique is not the same. It's different. So I learn whatever they do and they learn whatever I did. And it's all, it's all about, you know, sharing that, that experience, man. It's, it's great. The experience, but you earlier, um, you said, um, it makes someone feel fresh. Yeah. Makes you feel good. It oh, does, yeah. man. It, it, anytime you go to, let's say a job interview, nothing feels more prepared. You could study for that interview. You could do all that stuff. But yeah. if you don't have a fresh haircut, Yo, if your hair is unkempt, beard is rough, bro. Oh, it's not happening. If, if you might, you might have uh, not slept as good. You might have uh, missed a breakfast before, a meal right before the interview, mm -hmm. and you made me feel a little nervous. But getting that haircut, nothing, oh, bro. nothing refreshes you like a new haircut. To man. a new man, it's bro. weird. To it a does. new man. And same thing with the beard, right? Trimming your beard or mm -hmm. any facial hair, anything like that. So for you, when if you guys look at the picture that he posted, mm -hmm. uh, check him out, man, because you do all that yourself, man. He's freshly, he's cleaned up. He's lined up, man. That is I clean, try, man. man. That is. That, it, it looks like you put a stencil, <laughs> just a stencil, and sprayed it on. You know, it looks good, man. And that 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 makes you feel good when you look oh, in yeah. the mirror, or when other people look at you and go, "That's clean, right?" Builds like, the confidence. It's not about it's not about the the you know facial hair or no facial hair. Even your beard, you mm. can trim it up, you know, and feel good about it. You don't have mm. to shave your beard. You don't have to, you know, even the guys that have the long beards. There's a difference between a big old scraggly beard and oh, yeah. a nice cleaned up oiled freshly you know cleaned up Kilt. beard you know oh, or yeah. kept same thing with a haircut right things like that so yeah there's it's it's uh if you don't believe it go out and test it yourself man because it, it makes you feel like a brand new person it's it changes weird. your whole confidence it, it's weird man, man. and I, especially with people who haven't maybe uh, groomed in a while cut their hair shaved whatever it is um homeless folks Mm -hmm. A lot of times that boosts your confidence to start making changes. Um, mm -hmm. I know that when you do, um, uh, what are those called, like the stand downs, right? Oh, yeah. Or even the, there's the stand, stand down, well. the stand up. All like... of those. There's free haircuts and people are like, well, what is that going to do for somebody? Man, you don't have, you have no idea. It changes them. It, and just the fact that you can go in there and put in your expertise on their head and then there's other opportunities in there, but we're not going to go far into that. But I mean, there's, there's dress for success and that haircut. Yeah. It changes you so much because now you feel like you have more confidence than you did walking in. Right. So now you can dress right. Your outfit is going to match your hair. Your hair is going to match your outfit. Your hair is going to match your attitude. Your outfit matches your attitude. Any interview you go to, you have that kind of confidence because you're presenting yourself in a way that, I'm ready. Yeah. I want this job rather than I don't care if I get it or not. Yeah. You know, I walk in any place. Come in here, man. Even to see you. I had to, I had to do a fresh haircut this morning on myself, <laughs> man. Yeah, just to come in here because it's it, I needed that extra piece of confidence. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's that simple. Yeah. It's just that simple. It changes you up, man. And I, I, I definitely love it. I do it alongside with the real estate. Um and this is going to be part of my leap of faith too, man. It's just. I was going to say, what's that looking like? You 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 thought about uh, opening up a shop, one of those mobile shops yet, or? or is thought about it, man. I got to get a license again, bro. So, so I'm not. I'm not sure. Because I know we talked a little bit about that because we have a, a food truck, and yep. you had asked about you know the trailers and yep. the different stuff like that, and so I honestly think that there's there's some uh, opportunity, some opportunity and potential. Yeah, I don't think there's many of those uh, mobile haircut places here in the valley. And see, there's so much that we can do with it, and that's why 
again, I'm t- man, I keep saying this over and over. Make things simple. Yeah. If I never asked that question, yeah, I would have never known that you guys started out like that with that food truck, man. And then just that alone, even though I'm not doing the food, if there's somebody else that wants to start a food truck, I can yeah. go and help them. But for me, I just needed the truck. Yeah. Like, how are you going to do a mobile barbershop in a, in a, you know, Caprice or something, man? It's yeah, not yeah, going, yeah. oh, we're in a Fiat. Yeah. I can probably do it in a Fiat, man. I got, I got, See, I got the mindset like you, that. You're but. talking about that, and it just gets me thinking because I'm like, man, I can see you, like, whether it's a, whether it's a mobile truck or, or a truck or a vehicle pulling mm. a trailer, yeah. I, I can already see the wrap on the vehicle. Oh, you know, tight, the bro. wrap on the trailer and the inside classy. I don't know what kind of style you're into, but mm. I see like just nice and shiny. Oh, you tight. know, just a nice marble floor. <laughs> like if we had that old style, man, what is it? Like 1970s barbershop, yeah. bro? Yeah. With the little chrome handles on it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. man, that'd be sick. Those chairs, those barber chairs are pretty sick. They're expensive though, man. People, I know, people buy those just for their homes. Yeah. Because they're just cool to have. But like, they're, but they're they last for a long time yeah. too, though. Yeah. I've seen people yeah. restore them, do restoration jobs on them because mm-hmm. they're still worth something. Oh, yeah. You know, they'll take old ones and put leather on them and clean them up and everything else. So, so those things are tight. So that's just just that. See, and that kind of attitude and just talking about that kind of stuff, it, mm-hmm. it, it gets you going, right? It gets you thinking about what could mm-hmm. I do and all that stuff. So that's that's potential. There's something there, and that's that's the future. Oh, I know still you've there. got stuff going on it's right now, there. but it's, it's there. Keep it going, man, because I think that's a fun one. And mm-hmm. here's another thought, too. I'll just drop this in there and then just kind of leave. Mm-hmm. Um, um, nonprofit. It could work as a nonprofit. Oh, absolutely. It could work as a nonprofit. There's potential there too, um, and the necessarily like it, it might not bring a lot of money. But if you're doing real estate mm-hmm. and you're doing this, it bring you could put all that together, right? Because there's such thing as cause marketing, right? So you do something nice, you su- you do something great for the community, and you're doing something you love. It's a nonprofit. It pays for itself. You're not paying out of pocket. You're helping others. At the same time, you're building up your your real estate empire. You know, when you're doing other stuff, and that's called cause marketing, man. Yeah. And so there's something there. I'm telling you, I get excited because bro, when, I'm amped. Like, <laughs> it's looking like what is the deal? It, it all it all kind of works together, and we're almost there. I mean, we we've got a nonprofit for mm-hmm. the food truck, and then we also have our food truck, and that's where it started with cause marketing, mm-hmm. is because one helps the other, right? Oh, yeah. And so the nonprofit helps the business. So then I'm not making money or we're not making money off the nonprofit, right? Mm. But the nonprofit helps push business to, you know, or get customers and say, hey, we want to hire your food truck for our event or things like that, you know? Mm. So it helps both ways. And at the same time, we're also doing some cool stuff and fun stuff out there. So I don't know if you know this, but our food truck was the very first food truck and only food truck to this point to ever be parked in front of the Phoenix VA. In front of that, really? Yeah, in, in front, literally where the flags are. Yeah, that big circle part, that no other, because government buildings aren't allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. Like you said, if you don't ask the question, you never know. You never know. So, their one of their directors of the not the the hospital, but their I don't know public affairs or whatever it is. They want to do something for. Um, it was um, I forget what they're they're celebrating. I think women's. Uh, women veterans. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what 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 day it was. It wasn't like any special holiday, but for some reason that day or that week they were doing something with women veterans. Mm-hmm. And um, she had heard about Crystal. Crystal's a veteran, right? She has a food truck. She's also a breast cancer survivor and all this other stuff. So they figured she'd be perfect. So they reached out to her. 
Well, they found out the reason why you can't have or sell food at the VA or most of those government buildings is not necessarily because it's government, mm -hmm. uh, but because they have contracts with the food people. So the people at the cafeteria run the VA food. Yeah. So the reason they can't do it is because of that. Those people, they're not government, they're just a contractor. So those people, if you have anyone come and sell food, they're like, hey, VA, you can't do this. We're going to sue you or we're going to do something else or, yeah. or you know, shut whatever, or shut it down. Yep. They're the ones in charge. The VA, the director could say, yeah, you could do whatever. But those people that run the food business at the mm -hmm. VA, the contract, the government contract, they're the ones who shut it down. So they're the ones that have to get give permission. They said, okay, since it's a good cause, it's a woman veteran, this and that, whatever. They did it. They allowed us to go there. And uh, I, I don't know if you, you saw it, but uh, I'll show you the pictures when we're done here. But uh, well, I didn't know that. When she told me that, I was like, there's no way. I'm like, you mean in the back parking lot? No, no, in the front. In they the said front, in the front. And I was bro. like, really? So we went. We drove up there. There was a cop there. Moved all the different people up there. Mm -hmm. um, I, and it's the it's where the emergency, where all the buses come in. But we mm -hmm. were right, right in the front, right on the side. So the buses were still able to go in and out and pick up everybody. Oh, that's amazing. Though. But um, so they wanted to do it so they can bring food. So the VA paid for it. And then the... Oh, I'm sorry. Not that they didn't pay for it. They um they they brought us in, but then the employees or whoever came out, whatever, they just you know paid for, paid for their own. But we made a special uh, what do you call it menu for them, so nothing was more than six bucks, I think, or seven bucks, something like that, whatever. So it was a mm. special menu that had um, a certain amount of food, and they just paid the seven bucks, and they got all that stuff and a drink and everything else. So which is really cool because normally everything's sold separately. You know, mm. you've been to food truck events, and it costs money. There's a reason why. You know. Oh yeah. Um, so we did a special menu for them and all that stuff and it was pretty cool man and it was really cool just to know that nobody else has ever done that and since mm -hmm. then it was only like three or four months ago no one else has done it since then so we're the only like ones the pioneers we're the here, only bro. ones to do that but that's because like you said somebody asked the question now we didn't ask that question we, mm -hmm. we didn't reach out to them they're, they're the ones that found us but that lady that put it together mm -hmm. she you know it's her job to you know, be creative and bring new stuff and promote events, whatever she does for the VA. Mm. That's her job. So she was doing something out of the box. So she was kind of being like us. Yeah. Uh, it's good to see because most government employees play it safe. Yeah, they, they don't want to do that. And a lot of times they can't do a lot of things. So it was really cool of her to do that. Mm -hmm. Because of that, she was able to get to us. And because we're willing to do all that, um, we we got yeah, out there jumped and did in it, it bro so that was that was cool and i didn't know that just kind of that just what us talking about everything just reminded me about that but yeah man that was that was a really cool uh moment i think that it was so like quick everything happened so fast and we did it and we posted pictures that we still don't realize how special that moment was oh yeah like now that i'm talking about it to you again it kind of brings it back i'm like oh yeah that is kind of cool but I don't know. So I'm going to probably talk to Chris and say, hey, you got to repost some of those pictures just to remind people like, hey. But it's you. a moment, man, when you can when you can do something like that, man. And, yeah. and, and I was talking to you a little bit before, even with the real estate, I had a, a situation where I was about to become homeless, man. And I asked a friend if, if his father would take me in and they said no. Um, and so many people get upset with situations like that. Yeah. And, and I, I this did This is it. when you were younger? This is when I was younger. I was... 17 16 17 or so but it, it hurt me at the moment and i was upset and i was pissed like oh man yeah. you don't want to take me in you hate me whatever he didn't hate me it just circumstances didn't work yeah. he took somebody else in they screwed him over and then now we're looking at 18 years later i'm a realtor 
And I, ne- I never treated him bad, right? So I never treated him bad this whole time. I was always still a great kid, I guess. I, uh, just try to be positive. I, I was positive to them, positive to their kids, everything, man. I always try to get them to the next level. And then now, 18, 19 years later, we're, we're right now. Literally today, I have a contract ready for them. I leave here and I go meet with them. You're helping them find it's, a house? I'm helping them find a house, man. And it's just just like with you guys in a food truck, you do something great and you're you're doing it in the right way and positive, it's going to come back, man. People reach out to you. And that's how it was here. They already had a realtor on their refrigerator, man. And I was just jokingly, I put my picture up there. I took oh, his picture yeah. off and I moved it. And they allowed it. They were just like, you know, it's fine. Yeah. And as we go out there to go look at houses, they were like, I remember when we said no to you. Yeah. And we want to apologize. Hey, don't apologize, man. This is what got me here today. Yeah. And my kindness and my respect. And like you were saying, like, I just want to be honest with people. And I want to teach them the right thing. They're older than me. They can, they can be my, my parents, like, yeah, 100%, bro. But because I'm just doing the honest to God right thing, I'm treating them right, respectful. I'm not going to lie to you. And I want you in the best position possible. They told me they want to buy a house for a five-year thing, and then in five years they're going to build a house. So we're not going to set up and max out their money, yeah, you know. Of course. And just the fact that I was doing the right thing in the beginning set me up for this right here, man. Yeah, I mean that, that that just goes to show you, like you obviously understand that whole everything happens for a reason. Absolutely. You know? And it's hard though. Sometimes yeah. it's hard to know why that happens, and you're like, yeah. Because I had a throat punch ready when I was like 17. I had that thing ready, but... Well, when we were younger, we didn't understand that concept at all. Yeah. You know, we had no clue. And, you know, I'm always like thinking there are some young kids out there that Mm -hmm. that understand that at a very young age, and that's Mm -hmm. good. A good, good, because that's only going to get, you know, life's only going to get easier if you start off. Yeah, if you get it early, man, you're you're golden. That's going to set you up for nothing but success if you continue it on. Yeah. If you stray off, then that's when, that's when things start to change. And I had a pretty good mindset until I got kicked out, and I just didn't know what to. My mind just went crazy. Yeah. yeah. So. And then you go back and forth. The point though is to never stop, right? Because yeah. if even if you lose faith, even if you you know don't believe in karma or you know that things happen for a reason, uh, and then by the time the dust settles down and everything's going good, you know, don't look back and say, fuck, I fucked that up, man. During that one period in my life, I was such a dick. Yep. Or, or I, I, I didn't I didn't have faith and, and that, that sucks because if I would have, you know, things would have gone better a lot sooner. Mm-hmm. But if you keep going back to that, then that's not healing either, right? That's, that's not allowing you to move forward either. So I think it's also important that even if you didn't learn that lesson early on, mm-hmm. that you, if you know it now, Keep it going. Keep it going now. Don't, don't, because I, I've been there. I've been in all those situations. I've been in a situation where I felt shitty about something that happened to me, and I blamed everyone else, right? Mm-hmm. And I stayed in that mindset for a long time. And mm-hmm. until I started you know, taking responsibility, I wasn't able to move forward. So I've been there. I've also been where things happened really you know, shitty situations, and I was like, you know what? This is all going to go over. Um, I'm a good person. As long as I keep moving forward, everything's going to be good, and things went great. So I've been on both sides. Um, I've also been on the side where things started going great and then I started to fucking lose it yeah. because I was like, man, now that things are going good, now I start dwelling on all the shit that happened, all the bad stuff that happened. Yep. And all of a sudden you're like spinning out of control. You you're start like, man, pushing it into right now. You're going, yeah, you're going yep. backwards again, right? You got it. You, you got control of whatever that situation was. 
but now you're going backwards, you know. And sometimes because we get comfortable, mm-hmm. I guess we feel like it's okay to. It's never gonna fall. It's never, but it's yeah. not true. Like never get comfortable. Yeah. Never get comfortable and say, ah, that's you know. Now that I'm doing well, I can you know start yep. thinking about this because especially mentally, mental that that that's a tough game. That mental game is it, you can be your own worst enemy. Oh yeah. Right. So just because you're in a good place mentally doesn't mean that you can allow yourself to start thinking negative thoughts. That's funny you said that though, because I did a I did a YouTube video. This is why I try to help people again. Is speaking the truth of my life, man. Is I did a YouTube video, and I did it about losing my mom, because I've had I have had situations where I've known people that lost their their parent, and then they go way left field. They start treating people bad. They start doing drugs. They start mm-hmm. drinking. I'm not saying that it's it's something that you can just avoid just because I said it. It's not right. going to happen. You know, you got your own path. But hopefully that that parent or whoever you lost has made such an impact in your life that you're going to keep pushing forward so that you can show them if you believe in the heaven and the hell thing, if they're going to heaven, you still want to show them that you're doing something positive. Or if you believe in the afterlife, you're going to show them that you're still succeeding. You know, my biggest thing is now that I got my mom's ashes right on my, my barbershop. You know, uh, stall. I put it right there. Motivation, I, man. That's motivation for me, man. And I sit here and think she always praised me and says you're doing good. You know, I love what you're doing. I, I see that you're growing. She didn't get to see me grow like I am now. She just got to see me buy a house, and I'm the first one to own a house in my family. You know, and I'm the youngest brother, man. Yeah. And then now I got my business, and now I'm thinking outside the box to do another business. Now. I'm, communicating with you about a, a, a mobile barbershop uh podcast youtube videos like m- my life is is finally become fun and now i can show my friends and family hey man there's great things in life you just gotta you gotta connect with it and you gotta push like if you're not pushing and allowing those things that happen in your past to be current it's not gonna get you nowhere man if i if i sit here and be upset that Oh man, he didn't take me in or she didn't take me in. I wouldn't make this sale with you right now. And I wouldn't be teaching you. I would just screw you over. I don't want to do that. I don't want to screw people over because there's no need for that. If I help you, you help me grow. Yeah. Yeah. Because now I can understand, yo, you honestly love me. It was just in in the right timing, it wasn't good for me to live with you. I probably would have brought you down. Yeah, you know, I mean, you never know. You never know. You're right. And yeah. the other, the other piece too is that um, I know this is something I struggle with too, is that it, things don't always. I mean, I, I believe that things happen for a reason, but it's not that everybody's out to get you either. Mm-hmm. I always had this feeling that oh man, people are out to get me. You know, uh, they they did this because they're malicious, mm-hmm. or they're trying to purposely hurt me. You know, that was always my mindset for some reason I, growing up as, as a kid, you know, because uh, I was born in another country, too. So coming up, it was, you know, I was kind of a shy kid. I didn't learn English till I was in fourth grade. So I always mm. thought, like, you know, you know, people were bad, you know, oh, instead yeah. of the opposite of saying people are inherently good. You know, there just happens to be some bad people. Yep. But, you know, I kind of grew up like very cautious, like everybody's bad. And then when I met good people. Then I was like, okay, cool, you're you're good. But the, mm-hmm. but the other way, it should be the other way around, right? Yeah. Um, and even if someone is out to get you, even if someone is doing some you know shady stuff around you, man, fucking let them go. Yeah, cut let them, them do their thing. Cut them out of your life and 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 don't dwell on it. You know. Mm-hmm. So that that was part of one of my growth. You know, or as I as I grew up, uh, matured, I guess, and even still now at 
you know, 39. I'm still in my 30s, but, you know. Hey, young buck, man. Come May, man. May's the big big <laughs> month, man. The big 4-0. So, um, I should get my shit in order before mm-hmm. I turn 40, at least. That's my goal. <laughs> right. I got about six months to get all those shits, all to those feelings. Uh, to, 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 to get it perfect, right? But see, that's the other thing. I don't think you're ever perfect, you know. Yeah. Uh, be uh, you just you never stop growing. Keep improving, man. I think you just should keep always improving. Yeah. So, um, what else uh, you want to finish up with? You want to give everybody your YouTube channel, your Instagram, anything else where they can find you? They can find some of your quotes, videos, uh, you know, pictures, all that good stuff. All over America, man. You can find my quotes. You know, so uh, my Snapchat is uh, Shamrock with two C's, so it's uh, CC instead of CK. Seven five zero four. Um, you can find me on Facebook. You can either type in Daryl Coleman and look for the handsome dude, or you can just do the Shamrock seventy five zero four. The clean beard. The, the clean, clean he's, beard. He's lining up. Yeah, Shamrock seventy five zero four. This one is CK though. Um, and then you can literally find everything from there if you get me on the on the Facebook. Um, the Instagram is the same thing. YouTube so, as well. And YouTube. also, Fallen360, if you guys go into Fallen360 as well, you'll be able to find him on yeah, there. We'll put a, we'll put a link in friends. there for you. But uh, the one thing I just want to leave the people with, man, is something that I, I always try to be positive, and I just want people to be positive around me, you know, positive vibe, positive quote, is one, you want to treat people right no matter what. I've been through some crazy stuff with some some individuals, and I still I still treat them right. I do keep them distant to a certain extent, um, but I just want to treat them right because you never know where it's going to come back for you. You know, I've been treated like crap one time, and I taught my wife how to treat people respectful, and then we ended up getting this person a house, and they, they oh, know man. who they are, and we got them a house, <laughs> yeah. and and it's mortgage free, it's all paid off. But did we get that respect up front? We didn't. But I don't I don't think you should treat people bad because they do it to you. Yeah. Just distance yourself, man. Distance yourself. Do the right thing with people. Be honest. And sometimes a simple thing just like sharing your story. I'm I'm willing yeah. to share my story at all times, anytime. Uh, my military career, my life now, you know, my marriage, whatever, raising kids. I'm scared of a lot of things. But I want to share my story with people and I hope after this, if, if anybody's listening, watching, hearing, whatever, share your story because you never know who it's going to help, honestly. Yeah. It's going to help many of people, and it might even help you. That might be the one person that needs the help is it helps you release That's whatever true. you need and then move to the next level. You know, one of the biggest uh, things I love about this podcast that I, I had no clue what's going to happen. You know, I thought all these other things would happen, but the fact that when we talk about things like this, even me sharing stuff, every every episode, something new comes up, right? In mm-hmm. uh, unexpected conversations, you're right. Um, it makes me think of, hey, you know what? Like, that is kind of cool. Or I do that. Or I don't do that. And I should and be doing should, this. Yeah. Um, it always does that. So, for example, today, even that conversation about the, the, the VA, the, you know, the food truck being there kind of made me think like, hey, that is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. You know, and like sometimes You're you making don't, a change. Yeah. You don't take the time to give yourself credit. Mm-hmm. So if you talk about it, you might it might bring back that. Oh, shit. Like that was actually that was good. That was really cool. <laughs> and I, I need to go back to that moment in life, you know, yeah. or I need yeah. to do something like that again. Because in, in, in reality, it does, man. You live in these little moments, and those moments motivate you, right? And mm-hmm. so maybe they motivate you for that week or that month, you mm-hmm. know? 
maybe sometimes you do something so amazing that you're motivated for for a long time long time yeah but then you still you know it it starts to run dry you gotta you know build it up or do it again or something like it whatever you know Mm -hmm. so um that's one of the biggest things i get from this podcast it just kind of it helps me too Helps me to realize some of the shit that I've done and some of the mistakes I've made, and you yeah. know, either where fix it, where they improve or not, or yeah. yeah, or continue doing the good stuff. You know, oh, yeah. we have a saying around here, and I think the you fit the the perfect uh, example is sharpen. Um, I mean, uh, iron sharpens iron, mm-hmm. right? Which is like surround yourself with good people, man. Like your blade's not gonna get any sharper. Um, you know, with shitty with folks. The old folks, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, you hang so, around crap, man. All it does yeah. is a stick. So you gotta, you know, you gotta hang around iron, man. If you want to get sharper, you know. So no doubt. Surround yourself with good people, man. So, no doubt. Um, thanks a lot, man, Daryl. Hey, been man, a good I appreciate it. Show. I appreciate yeah, it, man. This is. Uh, I, I always love the shows where we get to actually talk about, you know, real people and real mm. subjects and. Uh, try to help others so we'll see man if this didn't help you hopefully uh, you can share it with somebody else but that's it bro <laughs> thanks much a love lot. man and, uh, for Daryl Coleman I'm outside the wire of wire see you all later guys Peace.